things are hard out there in the west, but the last thing you need is a bout of radiation sickness bringing you down. That's why I created radical new treatment called concentrated fallout therapy to help you build a tolerance to those pesky ionizing particles. Here at Dr. Prepper Labs, we gradually up your dose of x-rays, gamma rays, and quasi-stable high atomic weight particle exposures, so your body will never be caught unprepared in radioactive storm again. Dr. Prepper, fight fallout with fallout. Concentrated fallout therapy may cause mutations, disfigurement, or early death. What happened here? We did this ourselves. They're coming. It can't be. Where is everyone? Hello out there, survivors. Welcome back to the Apocalypse Postcast. I'm your host, Makeshift. And guess what? We are less than two weeks till Wasteland Weekend. And I figure what better time than right now to start hyping up the event <laughs> by bringing on Wasteland co-owners, Adam and Jared. And we got a lot to talk about. So let's just get right into it. I bring to you Wasteland co-owners, Adam and Jared. Welcome, guys. Hey, how's it going, Makeshift? So glad to be here. Things are going good. First off, will you both introduce yourselves and your role at Wasteland? Sure. I'm Jared Butler, and I am the event director for Wasteland and a co-owner. My name is Adam. I'm the chief of operations and the art director for Wasteland World um, and one of the co-owners. Awesome. Well, thank you guys so much for coming on today. Now, for anyone who doesn't know by now, and if you're listening to the show, I don't know how that's possible, but guys, tell me what is Wasteland Weekend? Wasteland Weekend is a knitting and um, macrame <laughs> convention that is held every year in Branson, Missouri. Um, no, Wasteland Weekend is a post-apocalyptic five-day party in the desert where we all basically pretend we're in a Mad Max movie or post-apocalyptic video game for a few days. Uh, costumes are required for everyone. There's live entertainment. It's out in the Mojave Desert, just two hours north of Los Angeles, and it's a great time. It's 2,000 horsepower of nitro-boosted war machine. <laughs> or, or from the first movie, 600 horses of fuel-injected vengeance. Yes, amazing. And just to get this out of the way as well, Adam, you go to Burning Man, which a lot of people compare Wasteland to. Tell me what the real comparison is and where it differs. Well, I was going to Burning Man uh, before Wasteland existed, and I've been. Uh, there's some very some, there's some similarities. I mean, obviously, you're both in the desert. It does attract some of the same kinds of people, but Burning Man is very wide open, and that there is no theme, no cohesive thematic element that binds the whole thing together, and that's cool on its own in its own way. Wasteland is post-apocalyptic, all things post-apocalyptic, and it is a narrower focus, but it also gives us something that we all have in common. And the kinds of people, obviously, you'll still get your builders, and they, they somebody who might have built some really bizarre art car for Burning Man is going to build you know that 2,000-horsepower nitro-boosted war machine for Wasteland. <laughs> and it's funny you mentioned that, is because Burning Man wasn't able to happen this year. I've been a lot of the conversations I've been having are with some of the Burning Man folk who not having an outlet to build something have been turning to Wasteland and like, hey, how can we build something and bring something to this event? Oh, so cool. Yeah. And, and some of the people who've 
some of the people who've never been able to come to Wasteland because it is only a few weeks after Burning Man and they haven't been able to get enough time off work or whatever. And I think we'll be able to come out and experience it for the first time. Yeah, we're both parties in the desert. We're much smaller. Obviously, Burning Man's like 80,000 people these days. And we're both expressions of creativity. But for our thing, we are all sort of pretending that we're roughly in the same Hollywood movie. And so it's a different, just a different kind of experience. Yeah, so cool. And the you know the the movie we're in, I mean, we've joked about this before. Is nobody wants to spend a weekend playing the road. We're we're playing the road warrior, where in real <laughs> life it doesn't make any sense at all, but it's a hell of a lot more fun to you know spend the weekend uh, running around the desert, you know, driving around a muscle car, assless chaps, mohawks, yeah. and cold beer. Yeah, I mean, w- some there are a few preppers that come to Wasteland, but we're not prepping for a real apocalypse. We are prepping for a fantasy party apocalypse and it is way more fun than the real depressing thing so i know i'm busy and i can't imagine how busy you guys are yeah it's that time of year this is always when it gets kind of crazy in a lot of different ways you start to wonder where the rest of the year went (laughs) i know Uh, it yeah and this time it just so happens to be where the heck did two years go because i know i did zero prep in 2020 yeah (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, that thing of, oh, well, if you had told me, you know, sometime in the past, oh, you know, there's going to be a year when you're going to have an, a year extra to prep for Wasteland. I'd be like, oh, man, imagine all the cool shit we could do and all the things we get accomplished. And, oh, we'd have, you know, <laughs> things repaired and built and fixed and running. Pro- no, that's it. Somehow, somehow I may be less prepared. i think that's just what that year did to us it it took a lot out of people at least for me you know it was it was it was brutal you know like i i kind of i'm kind of angry at those people that like oh i did so much during quarantine and uh i lost weight and i got in shape and i learned i learned how to speak latin and i did all and i'm like what what are you talking about (laughs) i didn't even i didn't even do any good video gaming during that year off I know, me too. I was like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna play through Fallout Four again, <laughs> and then I'm gonna play through Fallout Three, New Vegas again. It just didn't happen. I didn't. I have not opened a Fallout game. Oh shoot! I guess I'll measure it by that in at least two years. Wow. <laughs> and Adam, I know that you usually stop doing Wasteland build uh, in like July, early August, because then it's time for you to do Burning Man stuff. But this year, you didn't have to do that. So was that a good thing or a bad thing for Wasteland? Oh yeah, I mean like we're we're so far ahead of schedule on everything. We got so much done during COVID while we were in lockdown. Like there was almost nothing for us to do right now. I, I can't believe I actually said that out loud. No, I mean it feels kind of like uh, we woke up from a coma all of a sudden and looked around and a year had, you know and some had gone by and uh, yeah, uh, I all those things that I I'm right now I'm, you know, I'm packing up. We're literally going on site here in just, you know, a few days for me and I'm packing things that like, I could have done this like a year ago. Um, why am I doing this now? Yeah. <laughs> so true. Well, part of the problem was you guys didn't really get a jump start because everything was up in the air all the way up until you made the announcement that the festival was going to happen this year. So it's not like you were a hundred percent that, we were we were going right well uh, you know that's part of it but i I think a a big part of it too is we didn't want to have our build crew and all that together until people were vaccinated you know yeah and so we really started much you know the things that we could do without getting people together in person 
there were some of those, but there, and, and we don't necessarily have good excuses for those things not being done, but the stuff where we had to get together in person, we really did get a much later start. I mean, there, there've been times, Adam, where we've had build days in like January or February, you know? Oh yeah. I mean, this year we didn't even get to have a reunion of the build crew until June. Uh, and that wasn't even necessarily really getting started on projects. That was just us learning how to human again and meeting, you know, meeting up with people we hadn't seen in over a year and a half. So, yeah, we got off to a much, much later start than we're used to. I was actually worried that, you know, when we got back together, it was going to be weird. Like, you know, you're not sure how to embrace your friends and not really sure how to, you know, talk to people. No, we were right back into it. I mean, it was like zero hesitation, you know, bad ideas, building stuff, drinking, having a good time. That's, you know, it was kind of, it was good. I'm glad we were able to get started, even though it was a little later than we were expecting. I know at some point every single year, you guys say that there wasn't enough time for everything or something's went undid, undone, undid. <laughs> mm-hmm. This show is all about me laughing at my lack of um, being able to talk. But every year, I'm still blown away by what you guys build out there. And so I know it's always a challenge and it's a challenge for you guys. It's a challenge for the tribes. It's a challenge for the build crew. But Wasteland Weekend, when you're there... It's all first, it's all worth it. And second, no one knows what's not there because there's so much going on. You don't notice, right? Yeah. Well, I think, um, well, thank you. I think that's true. I like to think that's true. Um, and it's funny. We always have a, a list of things and it seems like almost every year, you know, Adam brings out the, the, the dreaded, the beloved whiteboard um, <laughs> and, and plans the builds for the year. And then at some point, usually well into the build season, of course, we had a very compressed build season this year, Adam will just start working on something new and it will, <laughs> it will, become, it will become a much bigger project than anyone expected. And yet people get so excited about it that it actually gets done. And, I, and we have one of those this year, something that was going to be a small little fun thing that is now like one of our bigger set pieces out there. And Adam, I guess we've, we've already talked about it publicly sort of, so you could, you could talk about that a little bit. Yeah. I mean, that's how it always goes every year is we reach a point where we're looking at the whiteboard and there's, there's all of the critical projects that we have to get done. And then there's that kind of that side quest where, Hey, maybe we could build this other little thing. That's fun. And that always ends up becoming main quest. You know, the gates were one of those side quests we were going to build. And all of a sudden that turned into the main gates of Wasteland. And this year, you know, we wanted to build a the Wasteland Jail. Kind of a, think of it as a post-apocalypse meets the Old West. Um, nothing, you know, it's not really like a serious jail. It's kind of like the sheriff's office in, that you see in any old ghost town, except in a post-apocalyptic town. And it was originally going to be just like a kiosk with a desk for the sheriff and this little four by eight, you know, cell, if you even want to call it that. And man, did we, yeah, the build crew was just like, no, hold my beer. <laughs> and literally knowing the build crew. Yes. We got started on it and it became a two story, 20 foot by 20 foot structure. We really did not expect to go that big, but once we started, we had to finish it. It, it actually has more cell space than some small town jails. <laughs> That's it true. Don't, 
Don't ask me how I know the size of small town James. Nice. Yeah, I got to say, when when you guys were first talking about the project, I was imagining, all right, so the Dukes of the Nuke, we have our armory. It's what, three feet by six feet tops, maybe three by five for real. Um, That's what I thought it was going to be, was just a box. I thought it was going to be like a hut, maybe a hut next to another little hut with a cage or something. Yeah. Right. And then you guys put out this promo video and these pictures. And I mean, you guys built us a sandbox. It's there's so much fun stuff built into this thing. Yeah, it reminds me of one of those uh, like play sets you'd get when you were a kid. I always liked the ones that had like the different features, right? So like, you know, it's got this lever you can press and the, the gate falls or the drawbridge goes or there's a trap door. And I liked all that little stuff. This is kind of like the adult version of that. There's like, there's the, there's the hidden exit here. There's the little trick thing there. It's great. It's like playing with action figures. Yeah. And the other thing I'm kind of excited about is I know, Adam, you've, you've posted about this a whole bunch. You don't have any rules. You're kind of letting people figure this thing out. Um, and I'm sure some rules will kind of pop up like, uh, I don't know, no Porto chicken in the jailhouse. <laughs> oh, no, that's really fine. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, tell me, tell me about that. Why are you leaving this so open this year? So there are, are it's funny you mentioned it. There are actually four rules. Uh, and we made up a sign even for those four rules that's going to be up in the slammer. Mm-hmm. Um, those four rules are uh, rule number one, nobody gets hurt. Uh, rule number two, don't break anything. <laughs> rule number three, if you broke it, you fix it. <laughs> mm-hmm. And rule number four is everyone gets to play. I love it. That's so fun. And it's not, you know, you know, this is, this isn't like a real jail by any stretch of the imagination. I mean, the, the only reason we're calling it a jail is so people can break out of it. Um, there's, but, but there's always been kind of that, uh, like the MFP or the desert Rangers or, you know, groups like the, you know, the Mojave Minutemen that have attended wasteland that never had a place to play the good guys. Yeah. And now they actually have a place they can do that. And, uh, I mean, of course it's still all role-playing. Nobody's again, nobody's really being locked up. The, the jail cells don't even lock, but we do have some, experimental escape routes that people have to, you know, kind of figure out how to get it, get in or out. And there's missions that tribes are planning where they're hiding clues in the slammer, where it's one way or another, you have to figure out how to get into and out of the slammer. You know, I think it, it brings up one of the things I like about that aspect of Wasteland is um, I don't know, honestly, what percentage of people who come out to Wasteland actually participate in some of the, the, the LARP, the lore, the kind of role-playing activity aspects of the event. It's its sort of optional and it's light, but it's fun. And I think the way that people keep it fun, it encourages, it's more about creativity than competition. You know, it's not like you're wanting to come out at the end of Wasteland Weekend saying, we won, we won whatever the <laughs> contest was among the tribes. It was more about how much fun did we have? What kind of stupid shit can we laugh about later? What kind of funny stories came out of it? And people can dip their toes in it if they want and try it out. And it's it's very kind of beginner friendly, but there's enough there now after all these years that the people who are really into it uh, can can really get into some of the detail and continue things that have been kind of, you know, stories that have been kind of happening for a few years now. I really, I really appreciate that aspect of it too, because it kind of came up organically. At first, there was no real role playing, other than here, put this costume on and say a line from a Mad Max movie. 
But I love the fact that people go into character, out of character. Um, there will be scenes and then the scene will break and everyone will just have a drink together. I think that's really fun. And it's also, it's not as intimidating. Like I've never been to a LARP and I'll tell you why. I'm intimidated by the idea of a LARP, of being in character yeah. for an entire weekend and for having all the rules that you have to follow and for maybe dying <laughs> in character. I don't know. I'm not the one to ask about that, but I know that it is really fun to just like jump into character for a line or two and then get back out and just enjoy yourself. Yeah. And look, there's, and people, you know, some people have waistline names. Some people don't. Some people play a character at certain times. Some people kind of play a character the whole weekend. Some people don't even realize they're playing a character. Some people just a different part of their personality comes out while they're at wasteland. But for us, it's about letting there be just enough of that kind of user generated content, as long as it doesn't step on someone else's. And, you know, we've always been kind of, you know, there's been some storylines that have been put out there and things like that. But at the end of the day, we're all just, we're all just there to have some fun. Absolutely. Um, and, 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 and not participating in the fun is every bit as valid a choice. So, you know, it lets people kind of go at their own pace and some people never get into it. Some people, it takes them a year or two before they kind of get over the shyness or, or whatever hesitancy they might have and they dive in and then they're really, really into it. So, yeah, sometimes it just takes that spark, like, um, the faceless merchants. Yeah. I know for some people putting that mask on opens them up to doing all sorts of stuff they would never do, which is pretty cool. Yeah, it's just yeah. one tool in the in the uh, wasteland uh, tool bucket, I guess. Absolutely. Uh, so, Adam, I know that you guys have been really busy on Build Crew, and there's a few other new things. Um, what else have you guys been working on fresh for 2021? Um, well, we've also taken some of the utilitarian aspects of the event um, and worked really hard on our logistics, making things you know easier to get out there, easier to bring back, easier to store throughout the year. Um, we've done some work on projects that help out with event safety. We're um, installing for the first time this year emergency stations. These are you know, going to be lit up at night. They have a radio in them in case there actually is an uh, emergency at that location. And it covers what is like 90% of the things that we have where somebody like, you know, maybe they they, they drank too much and fell down at night and they wake up the next morning and they're scuffed up a little and they just want to know where medical is, but they haven't, they don't know where it is. Well, at each station, there's a map with, you know, showing where you are in relation to emergency services and a route to get you there. So again, that is one of the most common questions we've been asked is, you know, where is medical and security? And these emergency stations take that into account for people who just need to know where it is and also allow for emergencies where uh, security and medical need to go to that location. Yeah, that's great. And you guys have always been very proactive. And I, I think that that has benefited the event because it is one of the safest events of its size. If we look at the numbers, is that right? It is. I mean, it's 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 not something we brag about too much because, you know, obviously any bad incident at all is, is, is one too many. So we don't want to act like we're perfect. But at the same time, I'm, I'm proud of our safety record. Uh, I'm proud of our medical and security teams. Uh, I'm proud of the reputation we have with when we were with California City, with city officials, and now with the county, with Kern County officials. When you take an event of our size with the amount of crazy stuff that goes on, the amount of serious incidents are, are very low. And obviously, we'd want it to be zero. But, um, you know, I think I think we've got a group of dedicated people who's always trying to do the right thing with it. 
Yeah, absolutely. And along with the rest of the infrastructure, uh, did I hear something about a bus route? (laughs) Yep, that would be the Mojave Express. Uh, It's an idea we've had for quite a while, and I actually had the maps and uh, signs just about ready to go in 2019. It just wasn't implemented. But that's another one of those, man, I sure had all this time to do something, and here we are a few weeks before the event, and the announcement might be coming out Monday. I do. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, that's a, um, it's a new thing for this year where we're keeping it really simple and organic. I don't want to have a lot of rules. I don't want to try to make it something, something complicated. Uh, we're just going to have these bus stops, so to speak, um, that are benches or chairs or car, whatever, something we, you, know, you can sit down at um, at various camps throughout the event. And there is a sign at each one of them called the Mojave Express. And if you just need a ride somewhere, take a seat and somebody will come by who's just driving their car. They see somebody who needs a ride, pick them up. Um, we hear a lot about, you know, the, a lot of stories start with, hey, I got on a, you know, I got jumped on a car and went somewhere. Uh, and that's a good way to get this one started. And, you know, the truth is there are plenty of times when someone probably would have given someone a ride if they knew that they wanted one. You yeah, know, and, and to have a place where you can sit there and and there's a sign right above it and everybody knows that, well, if you're sitting there, you probably want to ride somewhere, um, even if it's just to experience riding in like a cool wasteland car, which a lot of people want to do. Yeah. And just like a real city bus, you might sit there for hours and nothing happens. <laughs> or, you know, you know, I was just talking to um, the uh, the dogs of war and letting them know ahead of time that this is something that exists. I mean, can you imagine sitting down at one of these, you know, bus stops and all of a sudden the dogs of war roll up with all the Mad Max vehicles from Road Warrior? I mean, talk about getting a ride. No kidding. Or getting kidnapped and, and enslaved. <laughs> <laughs> but only in the pretend sense. Exactly. Exactly. Um, so I think that kind of covers it for the new builds, right? There's Am probably other stuff we're forgetting. Yeah, there's probably some smaller stuff. And there's always, like Adam was saying, there's always that stuff where, you know what, after two years, oh, man, like you you open up a container, you you try to start <laughs> up a machine, you try to, you know, do various things that haven't been touched in a couple of years. And yeah, there's some work that has to go into that. Yeah, that's been, I mean, that's been a lot of this year is uh, fixing broken shit. Uh, yeah. There are, you know, trailers on tires that have been sitting out, not moving for two years that, you know, we've had to replace a lot of tires in order just to get stuff rolling again. Yeah. Vehicles that have sat, there's, it's, there's been a huge amount of maintenance and just jumpstarting everything to be, you know, mo- in motion again. Of course. Okay. Well, I, I know that we're going to have a lot of fun in this jail and I'm definitely hitching a ride on the Mojave Express. So even with all the new stuff, there's a bunch of old favorites coming back too. I know you guys still have the command center for the crew, which includes the info tire. The Wasteland main stage will be there along with the the Wasteland theater, right? Yep. The movie theater will be back. Um, That is going to be a nighttime thing again. Um, We had done daytime the last couple of years. We're going back to nighttime for this year. That's interesting. Um, Yep. That'll be over in the command center complex and the lineup of, of uh, mostly short films was uh, just announced at wastelandfilmfestival.com and you can also find that on our social media uh, so that'll be cool some of the entertainment is returning favorites some of that is some of that is new we've got a great band lineup this year 
all of that is on our website at wastelandweekend.com. You can see the entertainment lineup and the band lineup, but uh, we're excited about some of the new acts that are coming out. It's always fun to you know, discover new favorites and, of course, uh, some of the regulars that everybody likes. Absolutely. Once again, The Pit will be back. Is that right? Or will it be on the main stage this year for, uh, for DJs? Yeah. So uh, we're doing something a little different this year. We, um, we, the, the pit, for those who don't know, was, uh, it was a bonfire uh, and we would have DJs over there playing music. And it was reasonably popular, but what we found was that in the last couple of wastelands, a lot of the tribes uh, created these great lounges, these kind of courtyard and, and indoor lounge areas where um, they would have DJs playing. Uh, all with permission, of course. And um, it meant that things were a little bit spread out. And so people were still kind of enjoying the pit, but it wasn't what it used to be. And so rather than kind of spread the party out too thin, we decided uh, we'll forego the pit this year. And if it feels like it's really missed, we can bring it back. But instead, what we're going to do is on Wednesday night, uh, we're going to have a bunch of DJs at the main stage so that rather than live bands, It'll be, uh, we'll have a couple of other um, non-music acts, but it's going to be mostly DJs spinning uh, all night at the uh, at the main stage for kind of like the opening Wasteland Weekend dance party. So we're going to go with that. And then each night at the stage, we used to kind of, the stage usually goes dark at around somewhere between 11 and midnight when we finish our main acts there and people kind of filter out into other parts of the city. This year, we're going to go a little bit later, but we'll have a DJ. So every night at the stage, there's a DJ. And that way, if you're at the main stage, that's great. And if you're nearby at the Atomic Cafe, you still have entertainment and music going on there for hanging out. Uh, So we're going to give that a try. Cool. That actually sounds pretty cool. And almost a throwback to old school wasteland where you know, you guys were trying to do like a like a one main entertainment at a time so that the crowd wasn't being pulled in different directions. So now this might be a bit of a hybrid situation of that, uh, right? Yeah, I mean, yes and no. I mean, we're, there's still going to be a ton of different things going on. There's still plenty of um, other kind of official entertainment areas that will be happening simultaneously. Uh, it's more about making the main stage go a little bit later. And it's also about the fact that, you know, Doing the pit and doing the main stage, we were also diluting our um, sound capabilities a little bit, right? So why not have our DJs spinning at the place where we have the best sound system in the wasteland? Yeah, that totally makes sense. And I love the idea of hang out for the bands and close it out with a dance party. It's always a good time. Yep. Nice. Okay, so uh, one of the biggest draws to Wasteland Weekend every year is always all those amazing post-apocalypse Mad Max cars. Yeah. Will there be a return of the Wasteland Car Show? Yes. Uh, it'll be same time and location as last uh, Wasteland. Same time and location as 2019, which is, uh, what is that, Friday afternoon, I think. Uh, I'm, I'm the guy who makes the schedule, so I should probably know. <laughs> but my brain's a little addled right now. The, the official schedule will be out within a, a, a few more days. Great. But yeah, I believe that's Friday afternoon. And then Saturday afternoon is when we do the car cruise uh, as well. So that'll be the same. Uh, yeah, we get, uh, honestly, it's... It's the world's biggest collection of, of Mad Max style cars anywhere. Uh, I mean, I, I want to say the last couple of times we counted, we actually had more vehicles than they had on the set of Fury Road. Now, maybe all of them weren't quite as, you know, <laughs> Hollywood quality, but there's some uh-huh. great ones in there for sure. And quantity wise, we certainly make up for it. Yeah. And a lot of times, you know, we've, we've kind of talked about this before, but, but the Wasteland cars are almost more legitimate 
than the Hollywood ones that are made with foam and they're made to crash and you know they're kind of expendable in some cases. Uh, sometimes, yeah. So I would say uh, just to get nerdy with it for a second. <laughs> yeah, uh, get nerdy. So you've got all right. So in the in the first Mad Max, it was mostly hot rods that they gathered from different parts of the country uh, and one or two things that they built. Uh, those were mostly street cars. Uh, you'll notice a lot of them didn't, you know, they didn't have weapons or anything on them. Uh, by the time you get to the second film, you've got cars that are on road and off road. Still a lot of muscle cars with very little weaponry, um, still not really built for off road. Uh, those, those cars, uh, and, you know, and you've got cars with like famously the, the Mad Max's uh, black on black interceptor. The Pursuit Special had a fake supercharger fake blower on it Uh Uh, but by the time you get to well with thunderdome all of a sudden they go very off-road and the cars are more futuristic (laughs) so it's it's fewer street cars it's a lot of custom-built chassis and then by the time you get to fury road nearly everything you see there is functional you know it's a it's a real uh w16 engine on the giga horse um you know, superchargers are real for the most part. Things, uh, the roll cages are real and there's multiple, yeah, there are multiples of cars. So you've got Nux's car. They had, I want to say at least three hero Nux cars. Uh, one was most of the driving was done. Um, one meant for a crash. And then the other one, there was a third one, which was meant just to drive backwards at high speed. So hilarious. Yeah. So the, the, the budget of course keeps going up with these films. So (laughs) what they've created now is, is, is pretty amazing. But in terms of legit, there is something really legit about some of the wasteland cars and that's that they're put together without that Hollywood budget. Some of them, a lot of them and put together the way someone might in the wasteland where maybe they don't even really have a lot of mechanical knowledge or even welding knowledge. And they find some way to make it work. And Hey, if that thing runs, they're driving it out in the wasteland. Absolutely. Yeah. It's kind of amazing. All the different accoutrements you'll find on a wasteland car, you know, armor made of, of uh, bed frames and (laughs) I don't know what else. Mm -hmm. It's just all stuck on there. It's pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. Adam, you tend to bring a new vehicle almost every year. You got something in store for us? No, no, not this year. I'm kind of going the other direction with that. Um, I had a, at the, that the, there was a price to pay for putting so much time and effort into building the slammer and some of the other things. And that was, I didn't do the maintenance on my vehicles. So I'm actually going out the first year I'm going out without a, a vehicle of my own. Oh, wow. We're in, we're in the same bucket then. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know what? I think that's why you made the Mojave express. Oh yeah. yeah. You got me. There you so go. He can, so that Adam can actually get around. Yeah, I, you know, I actually hadn't thought about that until you mentioned it. I'm, if, if I've got time, I'm so to, I'm going to plop down on one of those and you know, take my, hide my radio and just see if it picks me up. Just yeah. see where you end up. Yeah, totally. Yeah. I gotta say, you know, I've, I've hitched a ride often, uh, usually camera in hand and it's usually some of the best time is, you know, you, you make a quick friend, you have that conversation. Um, yeah. Adam, I've jumped in your car before and we just, we, we talked, you know, we talked about a little bit of business stuff, but we, we you know, we just kind of tooled around and toward what was going on. And it's just a good time. I remember some of those, you know, those times I've been on one end of Wayson and I needed to get to the other end and I'd somehow walked where I'd gotten and I needed to get back and jumped on somebody's, you know, Mad Max car that was going the same direction. And 
almost invariably before you get to where you're going, but there's four or five more people that have jumped on <laughs> yeah. um, and it's not going the same place anymore. And <laughs> you, you turn to your left and there's, you know, some topless, you know, girl hanging off the, the side of it, you know, yelling and screaming and, you know, giving people the finger and you turn to your right and there's some dudes, you know, <laughs> junk hanging out and he's, and then you're like, what ride did I get on? Um, and maybe it's time to find a new ride, but yeah. or just, I'm just going to see where this goes. <laughs> Best Uber ever. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I definitely remember a few of those experiences and, uh, I don't even remember whose cars they were, but I remember jumping on them. Yeah. And you know, one of, one of my experiences was um, someone was in like a side-by-side, like a wastelanded out side-by-side. Now, and I stuck out my thumb. They pulled over and they said, where are you going? I said, I'm going over there if you're going that way. They were like, we're not going anyway. We're just driving around. So they yeah. were actually thrilled that I had somewhere for them to go, which was <laughs> it's kind of weird, but it worked out really nicely for me. Yeah, yeah. No, these parts of the wasteland used to be crawling with raiders. Folks that just couldn't get along and tried to take things that wasn't theirs. And they got away with it for a little while too. But then all that changed the day Dead Raider Jerky came to town. Now in three styles. Original, spicy rads, and extra crispy. Every sack of Dead Raider Jerky is slow roasted to tender perfection on a hot rock under the red sky. The way mama nature intended. Dead Raider Jerky. Fuck it. Let's eat the bastards. Hey Survivors, I made that fake commercial that you just heard for the show a few episodes back and I think it's becoming a bit of a hit. That line, fuck it, let's eat the bastards, cracked me up the first time I said it in that cool southern drawl and I figured, why not make a fuck it, let's eat the bastards t-shirt? So, they're on order right now and we'll be here just in time for Wasteland Weekend where the Apocalypse Post will be having our first ever merch store. It won't be so much brick and mortar as mall sticks and mortar shells, cause it'll be hosted at the Dukes of the New Camp, along with plenty of Dukes merch as well. There's gonna be pins, postcards, propaganda, posters, patches, and of course, our brand new Fuck It, Let's Eat the Bastards unisex t-shirt in cool army green. Support the Dukes of the Nuke and the Apocalypse Post and come by the merch trailer, open sporadically during daylight hours and definitely during the USO show on Thursday and Saturday night starting at 6 p.m. Until then, stay alive. So I know that a couple of Wasteland's mainstay tribes are not coming this year. Death Guild's not bringing their Thunderdome. The Last Chance Casino is not bringing their casino. But... Adam, you did a really good post about there's still a whole lot more coming out. So what are some big things we're seeing from tribes like the the participant brought wasteland stuff that's coming? Well, I in a, in a way I kind of I mean I wouldn't have um, I wouldn't have wished that the situation was such that, you know, that we didn't get the Thunderdome this year that um, some of these other tribes that we're used to having aren't going to make it, but in a way it does allow for some of the tribes that haven't been in the spotlight before to uh, to see some traffic and see some people, some some participation that they might not have otherwise gotten. Uh, and there's always things going on at Wasteland. Each and every tribe that's there is doing something at some point in time, and they're overlapping. You can't do everything at the same time. You can't do all of the things there are to do at Wasteland. You know, there's um, there's lounges, there's dance clubs, there's bars, and that's just static. There's activities, there's workshops, there's 
Um, some some tribes are there as kind of a utilitarian thing, helping people fix their costumes and get that patch on their costume that they totally had two years to put on their costume. But mm-hmm. guess where they're going to do it at Wasteland? Yeah. Uh, and uh, there's so many things going on that you can't keep track of them all. And I like the fact that this year there's been a little bit of a little more focus on that, that to look around at some of these places and tribes that you haven't been before and maybe go introduce yourself. Yeah. Awesome. And Jared, I know in the past we've had a couple like side stages. Uh, they've been kind of unofficial official side stages. Yeah. Are, are we kind of expecting that same thing again? Oh yeah, absolutely. Uh, um, Hotel Sasswood, just off the top of my head, speaking of new stuff, they, their build, at least from what I've seen so far, looks amazing. Uh, they're doing really cool stuff. They've got a whole entertainment lineup happening. I know the rec room is doing a lot. There's, uh, a, 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 I'm sure I'm going to be forgetting some people, but there's uh, quite a bit of entertainment of various kinds. I mean, anytime you go into the den, you're in for a wild night. <laughs> they always have all kinds of stuff going on there. I don't um, know why just the mention of the den makes me laugh. It's just amazing. <laughs> I mean, honestly, for me, I think some of the small stuff, uh, look, the big stuff is great, but some of the small stuff that people put together and really um, put a lot of time into is just so cool at Wasteland. You know, I if I had more time, I'd be... I'd be building a car for the RC death race, you know, yeah. or even a really small car for that. Um, I forget what it's called, but they do that thing where there's like the matchbox cars that race down the oh the, the ramp. You, you don't mean the sl- the slag races, right? No, that's a, that's like a that's like a vibrator <laughs> slash dildo race, right? That's right. Uh, I've never done that one either. Uh, but no, this is uh, this was a really cool thing where it was like uh, somebody else is going to remember what it's called. But uh, I think it yeah. took place. I think one year they were in the den anyway. But yeah, there's all kinds of cool stuff like that. And of course, bounty hunting is always happening. Uh, and that has kind of expanded this year. Um, and, and the Dukes of the Nukes, speaking of the Dukes of the Nuke, you guys are putting on oh, a yeah. USO show this year. I mean, yeah, th- we've been waiting years to do this thing. And we finally figured out how to do it. And um, to do it the right way means to do it the easiest way. <laughs> <laughs> So it's an open mic where we're not scheduling yeah. anything. Just so, come yeah. on up and entertain us. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, but, you know, and the the, ra- the, the Radstag Saloon, um, the Rabid Radstag, I, that place is, their build last year was amazing. And this year it's Absolutely. actually gone up a level. So I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing that. So, yeah, there's there's quite a bit. And and then there are always those tribes where we don't know what they're bringing until they bring it out. And, and everybody is kind of you know, blown away by something they weren't even expecting. Caution yeah, Tape Carnival is coming back. Oh, that's they, exciting. They weren't, they weren't there in 2019, but they they had a great setup. And it's one of the few things that I actually was able to kind of get away from my work for a few minutes and just try to look through what they had. And that's the one that has the, the human claw machine, for example, yep. which everybody loves. Uh, but yeah, lots of lots of great stuff. Yeah, and I I feel like some tribes kind of feel that the the slight void, and they're like filling it, but they're way overfilling it. There's so <laughs> well, much going on. Honestly, I think I I don't know that it's that they fill a void. I think because uh, we've had this since uh, even since 2010, uh, even when it was people's first time. There's this feeling of which I think is great, and I wasn't expecting. And it's a little more of that Burning Man thing of what am I going to contribute? Yeah, you know. Um, 
and look, there always has to be an audience. So it's not like everybody has to create something cool and interactive. But so many people, when they come out to Wasteland, at least by the time they come out the second year, if they have any sizable tribe at all, they start to sit there and think, well, what are we going to do? Right. Uh, and, and in a sort of very friendly, competitive way, well, what are we going to do to impress people? What are we going to do to make sure people have a good time? What are we going to do to give back? I mean, we love going out to these you know, half dozen things, what's going to be our thing that people love that they bring memories home of, whether it's, whether it's cool little barter items that we make or some kind of maker workshop we do, or uh, some kind of interactive experience, people want to leave their mark on the wasteland in a creative way. Absolutely. And there's so many people who come out and have a great time and a great experience and um, turn around for the next year or two, kind of thinking through and like they want to, like, what experience are we bringing to the waste? What experience are we, you know, uh, what experience are we now allowing other people to have because we're there? Yeah. Adam, remember there was, uh, there was, when we were doing our, well, this, this requires a little bit of a, a story. Um, not it. even really a story, just uh, every year, nearly every year at the, end of the event which for us is late saturday night some of the senior oh, no. staff gets together at the atomic cafe <laughs> we get to the atomic cafe and it closes down and then we have kind of a final drink just for the staff right um it's sort of a tradition from the service industry you know for people who work at a bar or a restaurant and at closing time sometimes they'll they'll all do a shot or they'll all go over to a different location or hey you know it's it's two o'clock. Let's, you know, let's all, we don't want to go home. Let's, let's go find some place that's still open. Well, we do that. And we kind of do this uh, drunken bar crawl from the atomic cafe and we make our way down main street. The funny <laughs> thing about it is that by the time we do it, sometimes it's very late. If certain things have gone on and, and we've been working late, it could be 3am by the time we all can kind of clock out. And, at that point, some of the tribes have been working very hard uh, all week or, or at least all Saturday night, and they've just started to go to sleep. And so then the senior staff kind of wanders into their camp, and we're all like, hey, whose camp is this? This is cool. What do you guys have? Entertain us. Show us. And they're all kind of groggily stand up. They realize it's us. And sometimes I, I want to believe that they want to show us their best, and they're happy that, hey, the the owners and the senior staff have come to look at what, but I think sometimes they just feel obligated and they're really just kind of cranky. But anyway, <laughs> regardless, we get to sort of check some things out. And I remember, I don't know which tribe it was, but Adam, do you remember they had this, uh, this thing where you had to hold on to like these two electrodes and see how long you could hold on them while an electric shock, a mild, don't get me wrong, a very mild electric shock, but painful, but not dangerous. Uh, do you remember this, Adam? Oh yeah, that was. Um, I remember that distinctly. And the Baron was the one who decided to go for it. Yeah, so the Baron, yeah, you know, the Baron's a big dude, and he's very loud, and he was, you know, and he was psyching himself up, and it was like a five-minute prep for this whole thing. He was getting ready, and you know, what's the record? How long has someone held on? And and okay, and we're all psyching him up and getting ready for watching this epic thing of how long he's. They turn this thing on. I won't. I, I'm not exaggerating. I, I want to say it was a fraction of a second i don't know if it was a nanosecond or if it was a jiffy or what the actual scientific term was for this short period of time but the baron just dropped <laughs> he just dropped he's like nope <laughs> <That hurt." laughs> and, and we left this, uh, off. this yeah. uh this drunken bar crawl it does deteriorate at a certain point in time to where security and everything right from the start. 
No, there's, there's, <laughs> it, gets, it gets worse and worse as we go along because the more drunk we get, security gets called, and by the end of it, you know, a cow ends up on a stripper pole. Yep. Yeah. That's the, uh, that's the one that I uh, got to participate in. And I don't think there was a crawl that even started it. I think th- we had that last drink at the Atomic Cafe. And then um, at that, that was winding down. And Adam, you were just like, hey, anyone want to go steal a cow? <laughs> just like, boom, let's do this thing. Yeah, it was, like, this, I it was like a fiberglass. So it was hard. like a big fiberglass cow or something, right? Yeah. Yeah. I laughed harder down Main Street. Carrying the the front right fender of this cow, <laughs> then I've laughed in years, and um, yeah, the shenanigans are hilarious. They're a good time. Yeah, I mean, other people get to have shenanigans all the time. For us, it's that release of okay, Wasteland's mostly over, and it was you know reasonably <laughs> safe and successful. So <laughs> let's just blow off a little steam. And it's it's got it's kind of bittersweet for us because we're just starting to have a good time and right. everybody else is like yeah. one foot out the door at that point. I know I can speak for at least the Dukes and probably many other tribes, but I gotta say, you know, when we're winding down on Saturday night and senior staff comes rolling in, we're like we're excited to amp back up because we know one, you guys deserve it. And two uh, you're only going to be there for like 10 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. It's true. And we do move, move along. On. Yeah. <laughs> so, well, I'm uh, going to remember you said that when we wander into the Duke's camp, I'm going to be yelling, Mike said you guys would be excited. Get up. Amp back up. That's going to be the chant. Amp back up. Yes. And Mongo will already be there with like his pre hangover. He'll just be like, what? Okay. Let me get some shots. <laughs> I do remember. I think I remember climbing up the top of the duke's tower one year at like three in the morning on saturday night or something it was the only time i'd ever climbed a tower in the wasteland oh wow yeah i had permission it was all right good good yeah it was was a good tower may she rest in pieces (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah oh man strap down your stuff guys um okay so there has been kind of this conversation that started last year about how you know, if if Wasteland Weekend 2021 was going to end up with a less, a, a not as large population, and I don't know what the numbers are, but if it was going to be a little bit smaller than in 2019, where we topped around 5,200, is that right? No, uh, not close. Uh, it was it, it was 4,300, but I appreciate. Oh, okay. okay. No, I, I appreciate your optimism. <laughs> awesome. And some people have talked about, all right, so if the numbers are going to be down a little bit, maybe this might be a throwback to some earlier years of Wasteland. Do you yeah. think that that uh, is something? Yes and no. Um, so look, we don't know where the final numbers are going to end up. We are still selling tickets. Um, we are not sold out. Um, normally, we sell out somewhere around this time of year. We usually sell out sometime between early August and early September. This year, we uh, you know, this year we, we we don't expect to, but who knows? At this point, yeah, at this point we're looking a little smaller, but we're not like half size or anything. So it's still going to be pretty large. Oh, and that's great. the thing. Like, I think in some ways it could be a throwback. And 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 what I mean by that is I think that feeling of, of a family uh, and the feeling of a kind of uh, comfort level with people that you know and all that, um, I think some of that will be there simply because of the circumstances, because people haven't seen each other in so long. I think in some ways it'll bring back some excitement to people that have been there for years who, you know, started to get used to seeing their friends once a year at Wasteland and now realize, well, you know what? We don't necessarily see them every year. So I'm even more 
excited to see people. It'll be that feeling. So some of that feeling, I think, will be back. But we are still bigger than we than we were in those early years, even at a reduced size. Yeah, of course. Uh, and there's still so much going on. It's that weird thing, though, of your first wasteland, whenever it was, whether it was 2019 or 2010, for you, that was always a very special wasteland because right. that's the first time you experienced it. So that's, I think, sometimes when people talk about wanting to get back to that, they think they mean, oh, when wasteland was smaller and I knew more people, or they mean when the event layout was smaller and I could walk everywhere more easily. I think what people really mean is that hard to describe feeling that I had when I first walked into this make-believe world that I hadn't seen before and experienced this whole thing. And I do think for for some people that may be back this year, just simply, simply if, if no other reason than because we've been gone for two years. <laughs> right. Yeah. I hope so. I mean, that would be, that would be nice to have that feeling back that that you know it, it's like when you if you remember like if you if you left home if you grew up somewhere and you you left home and then if, if you came back a few years later to if your your parents are still living in the same house or something and you're looking at it with fresh eyes and everything feels kind of familiar but weird that nostalgia uh, two years may be enough time for people to get some of that nostalgia walking through wasteland city yeah and the, we've we've changed the layout a little bit uh from the previous year um i just you know, released the map today for tribes to review. Uh, and you know, we're looking at about an 80% return rate of tribes, including a few new ones. That's so fantastic. yeah, I mean, it's a, there's a little, it's a little bit smaller. I mean, there's some tribes that are, um, you know, a little bit smaller this year or um, couldn't make it because of their new jobs or they've, you know, some of them, we lost, actually lost a handful of tribes because the, the leadership uh, had kids. <laughs> uh, and, uh, and thanks one COVID. of, those, one of yeah. those COVID side effects yep. yeah uh, <laughs> but most of the tribes are returning and uh but it but it is it's going to be the new the different but new it's going to be um like you only get one first year but this is kind of a little like another restart another first year for some people yeah yeah and what's funny is we always even if we had had the event last year we didn't know how we were going to do it yet, but we kind of wanted last year to not be a full reset. It wasn't like, um, you know, it wasn't like one of those movies that's a total reboot, but we didn't want it to be a straight sequel either. We felt like after 10 years, it was time to shake things up just a little bit, you know, just just, yeah. to, just to kind of make things a little fresh. And so <laughs> we had no plans to take a full year off, but uh, the way it worked out, it, it, it's kind of poetic because now we are starting you know, the next 10 years, let's say, or whatever right. it's going to be, hopefully. And, um, and so it, it is going to feel a little different. And I think in a, in a good way. Yeah, absolutely. And so since we kind of uh, touched on it in th that last question, tell me about how the event has changed since its first year in 2010. Wow. Um, I know, I know it's a lot. It's really, honestly, for me, some of the years kind of blend together, but I remember 2010 fairly well because it was the first year. Um, it's one of those things where people that were there are, are were proud that they were there, and it's really cool to have been there the first year. And everybody had a really good time. But man, if those people could just sort of 
step into Wasteland 2010 for a day and then step into a time machine and have their their second day be at Wasteland 2019. <laughs> I mean, what a contrast. I mean, they would have been like, oh man, I thought I was having fun, but that sucked compared to this, you know? Um, and so I think, like I said, I think some of the people who, who pine for the old days, I think some of that is a certain amount of nostalgia. But yeah, it, it's really, it's so different in so many ways. And not everything is 100% better. You can always point to one little thing that was cool or even just honestly people that aren't there anymore, people that we miss, people that we wish right. could be there or yeah. You know, certain people that tried it out for a couple of years and didn't come back but had something cool to contribute. There, there's always going to be stuff that's that's missed, but in general, we just have so much more and it's so much better. Even just the way we can run things is is so much better, you know, uh, because we've we've had the experience, and our volunteers and our staff members uh, and our attendees have have been doing this long enough to kind of learn how to do things a little bit better. Yeah, everyone's grown together. On that, Jared, I mean, I am so proud of our staff, our senior staff, our our team leads. Um, we came back to after being gone for a year and a half. We came back to this with in full force the entire team yeah. um everyone returned yeah i mean uh, I, we hardly hardly anyone i mean there might be a few people here and there that couldn't make it this year but pretty much our entire team just and we we weren't sure you know we didn't we were hesitant to reach out and, and we were hoping people would want to come back but it's that's a long time it's a long time for life changes and people move across the country as you know and uh it's uh, it's so great to have everybody just jump right back in and still be gung ho for Wasteland. Yeah, absolutely. It's it's been very exciting, and it's been really exciting to watch the community getting hyped up for this year. Yeah, everyone, you know, people are sharing their builds, they're sharing the events they've been working on. Um, COVID kind of led everyone to to do a lot more wastelanding online, mm-hmm. um, even yeah. more than before. Like there have been live shows, there's been performances, there's sure. been all sorts of cool stuff to kind of like keep engaged and i yeah. think everyone's so excited and we're so close yeah this and this is the time of year where it's like if you're participating with us on social media there it's you get bombarded I, there's so much to see right now everybody's announcing all the stuff that they're doing like it's really hard to keep up and sometimes for us it's hard to get information out because there's just so much hitting right now so much exciting stuff uh but uh, which is why uh, I'll plug the page we did on our website, which is if you go to our website, one of the first things on the front page is Wasteland Weekend, the easy way. And that was our post to try to put all the links that people need right there up front, because there's just a lot to know and there's a lot to get lost. And there are times even when I refer to it, when I'll be like, oh, if I'm out somewhere, I can just get on my phone and be like, oh, wait, yeah, what is the, what, where is that? one thing that I need to, you know, check and I can check all the links there. Uh, so it was meant for two things. It was meant for those people that maybe have never been and feel like it's too intimidating, uh, to jump in. And two, um, it was meant for even people like us to just have a one place they can go to with all the most important links. Absolutely. Yeah. I gotta say I've, this'll be my 10th year, Wasteland's 11th year. Uh, and I read through it and it it's a huge help. It was, I mean, it's not ever easy to p- compile information like that. Um, 
And so, boom, uh, Wasteland's done it for you guys. Go to wastelandweekend.com. It's right in the blog section. And by the way, that's where all the information for Wasteland, all the official announcements come out on that website. And then, of course, are shared on Wastelander Central. Is that yep. right? Uh, yeah, Wastelander Central is our official Facebook group, but also just facebook.com slash wasteland weekend is our main facebook page we, most all the key announcements happen there and then our instagram has actually built up a really big following um and uh so i, I really appreciate the the staff that have worked on that and um they it's not only just cool photos which by the way are mostly user submitted so when you see photos on our instagram those are ones that people have sent in um so those of you who wish you could be featured on our Instagram, send in your photos because most of the people that you see featured, they sent those photos to us. And then uh, beyond that, we also try to post most of our big announcements there as well. Uh, and we also, and our on our Twitter is a little bit less active, but we do try to keep up with that as well. Uh, not to mention that there's an event page for Wasteland on Facebook, so you can That's look right. there too. So you have, you have almost no excuse at this point <laughs> to not know what you need to know. Yeah, absolutely. All right. So um, this is the only piece of like stuff that really feels like business. Uh, so you guys had to create some pro- uh, COVID protocols for this year. Can you just quickly go over uh, what people need to know uh, about the event and COVID-19? Sure. Uh, the caveat I will give you is that whenever someone is listening to this, something may have changed. As we all know, uh, this pandemic has had its ups and downs, and things tend to change. So I can only tell you the way things are right now. But if you go to our website, it would always be on the front page of our website, uh, either on the ticket page when you click on tickets, or there's a there's a post right there uh, that's linked to in the Wasteland the Easy Way. But there's a post called Wasteland Weekend is a Go, and it talks about our requirements for having uh, vaccine proof. But basically, we are a fully vaccinated event. Um, We made that choice a while back. And at the time, we were really out there as the first event that was doing that. Most events that were, if they were requiring vaccines at all, they were allowing you to get in with a negative test instead. And we felt like we wanted to be even more confident than that, that people Mm -hmm. wouldn't get sick. So we required everyone to have proof of vaccine, no negative tests accepted. And um, that is still the case. We are an outdoor event, and we are um, well under the number of 10,000 people that the state of California has set as a mega event. So we're not that. So we are a fully vaccinated event. And beyond that, we really don't have a lot of restrictions. Again, because we're outdoors and we feel confident in uh, the environment out there being not no, no environment is 100% safe, but we, we feel like it's reasonably safe with everyone vaccinated. Uh, and the wind is for once our friend out there. <laughs> so the only thing I would say is for mask rules, we do not have any mask requirements from the state or the county at this point. And masks are currently optional at Wasteland. But the as you know, as everybody knows who's been out there, people have been wearing masks to Wasteland for 10 years. And part of the reason you do it is because of the dust storms and um, or just as part of your costume. So wearing a mask is not unusual out there. We've been wearing masks long (laughs) before it was fashionable and anyone is welcome to wear one. Uh, A lot of people will probably wear them uh, either all the time or off and on. And that's fine. Uh, We we also the only thing we would say is if you are in someone's private space, whether it be their RV or their campsite if they have a rule where they want people to wear masks we just ask you to respect that that's great yeah i think that's a such a 
great way to do that. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Um, Yeah. I think it's, it's going to be a lot of fun. And I mean, you know, just the fact that everyone's vaccinated uh, makes me feel better about it. Absolutely. Um, It makes me feel better for sure. Yeah. Okay, cool. So I want to kind of get back to what makes this event so special. So tell me, what can people find at Wasteland Weekend that they can't find anywhere else in the world? And I know it's a zinger. Go ahead, Jared. Okay, fine. Well, I felt like I'd been talking a lot, so I was going to throw you that one. Well, look, it's one of the things I'm really proud of is that people do come from all over the world for Wasteland. And they always seem to be um, blown away and uh, and they really feel like it's unique. And I, when I start to have my doubts, when I start to think, oh, you know, we've been doing this for a while, people are kind of used to it. And then somebody new will show up and they will say that you, you really have to be there to get it. Yeah, I mean, the videos are great. The photos are great. The descriptions. But until you're there in person, you don't really understand how cool it is to live a completely different life and a completely different world for a few days in a row. And I think, I think that's what we do. We are a unique immersion has become a buzzword in the entertainment industry. Everything's about immersive entertainment these days. We've been doing this for over 10 years now, and I'm really proud of the type of immersion that we provide because like we said earlier, it's not really high pressure. Yeah. You have to wear a costume, but even then it can be so easy to throw something together where you at least get to blend in. So everybody gets to participate on that level. Uh, But the bar is low and yet (laughs) the bar is low in terms of participation because all you need is a half-assed costume. And then beyond that though, the sky is the limit as far as when, I mean, when you like put it this way, you could be out there on the outskirts of the camping area with a very wasteland basic costume of just some uh, black BDU uh, cargo pants and a torn up brown shirt, and you're fine, and you're hanging out there in your campsite, and you're next to your modern car, and you have a regular, just a Coleman pop-up tent, and you look around, and it just kind of looks like a camping area, but you're still having a really good time, right? You're still making new friends and you're still in an environment where you've got a 360 degree view of the Mojave Desert, which is beautiful. No civilization in sight. You can't even really see any power lines or anything. And so you're already feeling like you're in sort of a different world. Now that's the just the dipping your toes in the water level of wasteland, taking all the <laughs> way to it's Saturday afternoon and you're standing up in the sunroof of an amazing Mad Max vehicle with a hundred other cars behind you rolling through the desert and the sound of those engines and people screaming and you feel like you're in the middle of Fury Road or any other kind of movie or video game experience like that. There's nothing else like that in the world that provides that. Absolutely. And there's, there's so many things though that you, you can't describe. Uh, And you know, even having done this for as long as we have, uh, Jared kind of hit on it is uh, seeing it through someone else's eyes. And, you know, every year I try to do something where I'll try to hide the radio and, you know, you know I've, I've actually kind of been blessed for most of the time that people didn't know who I was and that helped sometimes. Uh, and I'll go out and I'll, I'll campfire hop. I'll go out to Tent City 
and you know come over and sit down at a campfire with some people and it's their first wasteland i've never met them before and and, you know, I'll just, you know, start asking some story, you know, what they, what they did that day and who they met. And I'm hearing them, they just start spilling this huge, you know, saga of how they met the Baron. And then they were on this quest, but somebody who was bounty hunting one of their campmates, and then they had to go run off and do that. But I mean, and there's just this rambling thing and their eyes are just lit up. Like this is, you know, the, the best experience. And they can't wait to, for the next day, because now there's like the second part of that thing. And they're going to go meet somebody else from some yeah. other camp that, you know, and this is, you only get to do that. You only see that light really once. Um, and we've all, you know, in some respects, we've already done that. And it isn't that it isn't fun, but seeing it through the eyes of somebody who's experiencing Wasteland for the first time is, I think, one of the reasons that I still Wasteland. Yeah. Uh, and that's been part of the, you know, coming back into this, it's been, you know, hard being away from it. It's been, you know, you kind of forget why you Wasteland. And, you know, you go back and you start meeting, you know, the, you're meeting up with the build crew and all the terrible ideas. And then you start thinking about how you're actually going to do them again. Uh, that's one of the reasons that I, that I wasteland, um, you know, meeting, going, meeting your tribe again and, you know, uh, planning out your, your shenanigans. That's the, one of the reasons that you <laughs> wasteland. Uh, it's the meeting somebody's parents that they just brought to wasteland for the first time. And their eyes are just like saucers and they're looking around and, I can't believe that they're here at this place and their, their hands are kind of down at their sides and they're not, they're just not sure what to do. And then two days later you go by and that same person, they're just covered in dirt and somehow they got chrome <laughs> somewhere and they give you the big middle finger and say, Hey, fuck you. And they mean it. And now and this is somebody who's never been to wasteland before and they're 80 years old. Yes. Yeah. Um, I mean, that's why we wasteland. Yeah. I, I, you, know. you can't, you can't plan or, a bottle or describe unless you've had it yeah and, and to me that's one of the things i love seeing about wasteland is it, the demographic that we have out there is pretty broad and just seeing all ages of people hanging out together and all different types of people hanging out together it really a lot of barriers just get dropped out there between people and it's one of the least clicky kind of events i've ever been to you know, I've been to so many things over the years, whether it be, uh, you know, a club scene, like a nightclub scene, or even a club, like an organization, any kind of activities that you do, people tend to stick with their friends and there's a comfort level and it's sometimes hard to meet new people. God, at Wasteland, uh, you'll see, uh, I'll see people that I know that that, that I, I've, I've seen talk about online about, you know, maybe what an introvert they are. Or that this is their first year and they're kind of nervous and they don't make friends easily or whatever. And I'll see them going around and, and palling around with a group of people. And I can tell, you can tell when someone's just made a bunch of new friends and they're having the time of their life. And I love to see that. And there's a vibe out there among these groups of people getting to know each other that I really haven't seen among adults I've only seen it among teenagers. There's a thing when, when people are teenagers and they're just starting to experience a little bit of freedom and adulthood and maybe some hormones, and everybody wants to meet as many people as possible, it seems. You're always making new friends, and, and whether they're temporary or permanent, uh, there's this, this, this kind of energy. And I see that at Wasteland. I see that among people that are 18 or 30 or 60. And unlike the real world where you wouldn't have you know, 
an 18 year old and a 20 year old and a 30 year old hanging out with a 60 year old that they all just met, you will see that at Wasteland and they'll all have a good time. And you'll see people from different walks of life and different fandoms or whatever. Uh, and it's just great. And, and, and I don't know what causes it, to be honest with you, because some of these people have been, you know, in other things where maybe they're not like that. But for whatever reason, there's this openness out there in the desert and there's this friendly atmosphere. And that's honestly the most common feedback we get is not even about the the aesthetics of the event or the immersion or the you know the excitement or the cars or anything else. It's all about the people are so friendly. Uh, I've made so many friends here. It it feels like you know uh, there's so much love here, and it's at the same time it, you know it's not a kind of hippy dippy kind of loving thing it's an so exciting true. edgy but friendly um it's just great and 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 i uh, news crews that come out from from various media organizations will come out and they, they'll comment on it as well you know about how welcoming and warm everyone is despite how they look and i would say if there's one thing i was most proud of of all the stuff we've done all the visuals and everything else it's it's more about um People are, for the most part, pretty cool with each other out there. Yeah, absolutely. Um, it's so interesting you said that because I feel like Wasteland can take an introvert and make them extroverted, can take someone quiet and have them screaming their head off. Mm-hmm. Um, it can have the the shy suddenly like running around gathering followers for some weird <laughs> tribe mission they happen to be on and like gathering yeah. an army to go take over another tribe camp. It's like, yeah, it is. It is pretty nuts just what Wasteland can do to you. Absolutely. And there's a, there's a, it's a weird thing because if you look at just the imagery of it all, we work hard to make that place look really dangerous. Uh, (laughs) It's not, but we make it look that way. And for whatever reason, this place founded on an aesthetic of danger becomes the most comfortable place for so many people. Absolutely. All right. Well, I do want to start wrapping things up, but I have one more pressing thing, and I know you don't want to hear it right now, but <laughs> you guys are over a decade in. So what do you see for the future of Wasteland World, which is the parent company of Wasteland Weekend? Yeah. Uh, well, first, let me just uh, let me go on a short rant here. <laughs> and you're welcome to edit this out if it gets unhinged. But basically, uh, let's talk about the company here for a second. Uh, you're talking to the company. It's me and Adam. <laughs> I know. <laughs> and, and so, I, I, and, and there's nothing wrong with that. It's just that, so Wasteland, so l- let me tell you a little bit about how Wasteland World came about, because some people don't know. Um, we started Wasteland Weekend, obviously, and then um, we're like, well, you know, for a lot of reasons, we really should, we, we need to either make an LLC or incorporate. Anytime you're trying to do any kind of business, you have to do that or you, you there's all kinds of, all things could go wrong. And so we did that. We're like, okay, well, we need to, we need to incorporate legally. And, and so I came up with this idea, well, let's call it Wasteland World. And I think one of my ideas, Adam, if you remember, was uh, let's be Wasteland World Industries. Because it just sounded so pretentious and ridiculous. And I thought it was funny, right? And so Adam's like, no, we're not doing that. So I was like, okay, but what about Wasteland World? Because then we can keep the WW. Like the WW makes and, – and I said, look, we're no longer just a weekend. We're not just doing two day or two or three days. We're five days. 
And yeah. we want to do some other events. We do a car show, we do a ball. And now, of course, we're going to do this Neotropolis thing. So maybe we create a world of entertainment. So it was still kind of a joke, like as if we're some sort of global. And the <laughs> INC, the incorporated part, was, you know, maybe it was just like a little legal thing because we had to for the state of California. But there were also two reasons. One is I still thought it was funny that we were Wasteland World Incorporated. <laughs> the idea the idea that anyone would ever hang out at Adam's place with me and Adam on a build day or something and think we were a corporation, I thought was laughable. <laughs> on the other hand, you know, we're also in a situation where we have to we have to deal with companies like rental companies that are renting very expensive generators that are giving us thousands and thousands thousand dollars worth of portable toilets that we have to rent every year we're having to deal with the the county for permits and i was like you know if we have an inc on there if we're wasteland world incorporated maybe just maybe they will take us a little more seriously (laughs) even though they shouldn't right because when we were just wasteland weekend i remember one time uh there was somebody that just assumed there was some i don't know if it was a um, I don't know who it was, but it was, it was somebody we were trying to deal with in a more professional way. And I think they assumed it was just like a drunken weekend. It was waste, like wasted weekend, right? And that could oh, hurt funny. us. So, so anyway, that's where the Wasteland World Incorporated thing came from. <laughs> but we we are no more a corporation than you know a, a couple of uh, a couple of raccoons rummaging through a trash can. You know what I mean? Would be, you know, garbage incorporated. So, so what I think is it's, it's laughable on the one hand, but on the other hand, when people are like, Oh, well, wasteland is very corporate now, or, or, you know, wasteland is a corporation. I'm like, what? And part of it, part of it, I think is funny, but part of it bothers me because I think sometimes, I think sometimes people who know it's just me and Adam, not to mention, you know, we do have a senior staff. We've got great volunteers, course, got all that. Yep. So it's more than just us. But as far as that corporation part of it, I, I think they use that as a way to easily criticize what we do. I think it's in the same way that like two or three years into Burning Man, everybody talked about how Burning Man had sold out and right. Burning Man is so corporate now. <laughs> and then everybody would be like, well, wait a minute. Do they have any sponsors? No. Okay. Well, what do you mean? Well, I don't know. It's just so corporate. Well, what do you mean? And so right. I think for us... It just feels sometimes like, well, I'm kind of friends with Jared and Adam, or I'd like to stay friendly with them. So I don't want to just say Jared and Adam suck, but I have complaints. <laughs> and so I'm going to say the Wasteland Corporation sucks. And I'm like, well, wait, that's that's still just us, though. <laughs> and then, so and then the other thing is for, for newcomers who've never, you know, like maybe there are people who do who who hear that sort of thing, and they think we do have some sort of like Cayman Islands bank account, like offshore, or, or that we're some sort of <laughs> in, like we have a board of directors that that meets in in you know in a Delaware uh, office tower or some bullshit like that. But no, those of us who those people that actually know us and know that we kind of put all the money back into the event and know how we're actually living and everything else, they know. But yeah, that's so that's my answer on the corporate thing. That's a long way of saying what's coming up next. Uh, we have no fucking idea. Wait, can I swear on this? Absolutely. Yeah, we have no fucking idea. Um, <laughs> we're going to keep trying to do what we're doing, and we're going to build back bigger and better next year. And, um, you know, we're going to – this is about survival this year. You know, this is about coming out of COVID and having an event 
Uh, and COVID's not completely gone yet. We fully understand that. We hope it's completely gone by next year. We hope everyone gets vaccinated. Two years ago, I might have had some sort of five-year plan to lay out for you, but I think we've been a little <laughs> bit humbled by uh-huh. realizing that, mm, nah, yeah, God laughs when you're making plans. So we're just going to keep trying to do what we're doing. Yeah. I was going to say the first thing um, that you would have to do as a um, evil corporate empire would be to start charging for the drinks. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> yeah. I mean, and, and that's something that we haven't really hyped up is that Wasteland's one of the only events you can go to where you drink free all weekend. Yeah. I mean, who else does that? Right. I mean, that's worth the ticket price for some people yeah. alone. And, and we don't, and we don't have like, and we don't have like VIP cabanas and all that stuff. Although it'd be really funny. Like what would be the wasteland version of that? I think it'd be really funny. I would love to charge someone an extra hundred dollars a ticket and then give them the, like the most shitty wasteland cabana experience you've ever had. It's in the middle of the den. And it's like, <laughs> like one, one shoddy beach chair from yeah. 1972. Yeah. And, and Dave Dufour is your cabana boy for the weekend. Like it would be amazing. Yes. Um, um, but I, I did want to kind of ask again about uh, Neotropolis. Yes. Uh, as long as everything goes well, are you guys on for next year? Absolutely. Um, we are really, really excited about Neotropolis. Um, we're just trying to kind of not think about. I think, I think like a day or two after Wasteland, we're going to be like, okay, now let's let's. But we've had. We, I mean, that is one of the things creatively that we've been working on in the, like the last year when things have been kind of quiet. You know, we've been depressed and we've been um, not productive, <laughs> but we have been kind of, our brains have been sort of ruminating on a lot of cool Neotropolis shit. And nice. uh, we've been secretly working on some projects. So yeah, oh. we're excited for that one. And that will kind of fulfill the the Wasteland world aspect. In fact, I guess now we'll be off world for, for the next event, you know, Wasteland Galaxy or oh, whatever. Of now course, that, yep. Yeah, because <laughs> Neotropolis is technically on a new desert planet. Right, right. And then you've got the one-day events, the Wasteland Car Show and the Wastelander Ball that have been big hits too. Yeah. Um, well, those those will probably come back. We're just not sure when and, and in what form. Got it. Um, you know, and the, the the ball, of course, being an indoor event, we want to make sure everything's really safe before we pull the trigger on that again. And the car show, it was just one of those things where we got so busy and and you know, COVID and everything else. But yeah, I'm sure that'll come back in some form. Oh, great. Well, fantastic. What else am I missing? I feel like we've pretty much covered it, but is, do you guys have any other last thoughts? Yeah. You know, this year is going to be special. Um, and I mean that in a, in a good way. Because uh, when you look back on all the years you've been at Wasteland, do you ever look back and say, man, I sure wasn't, wish I wasn't there in 2012. Right. You know, I, mean, <laughs> right. I wish you know, it'd come a year later. I wish I hadn't yeah. gone in 2012 and had waited till 2013. Nobody says that. They, no oh, says the only thing they say nope. is I wish I'd gone sooner. Yeah. Yep. Um, I mean, even the things that have gone wrong or that they were the, or the weather was terrible. I mean, the big, huge windstorm of 2016, um, everyone looks back on that and laughs and has, and remembers yes. the, the great windstorm of 2016. Yep. Yeah. Nobody remembers that year. Everything went as planned and the weather was perfect and nothing bad happened or there was absolutely <laughs> no, nothing notable at all. You always remember and mark a year by, things that might have gone terribly, terribly wrong and you didn't plan for, but you still had a good time and you came out of it and now you have a story to tell. So there's always, you're always going to look back on a year and you're always going to remember it for something that was unique. And this year is absolutely going to be unique because the people who are here this year want to be there. Yeah, They've overcome you know the the fear of being back in a pub in a space with other people. They've they've overcome financial 
hardships. They've overcome, you know, being bullied online and all the different things that have gone on and on politics over the last few years. And they're like, you know what? I want to go play Mad Max in the desert with my friends. That's what I'm going to go do. Uh, and that's what I'm looking forward to. Absolutely. Yes. Yes. Okay. Well, guys, I know that you're super busy right now since uh, Wasteland is uh, almost down to single digit days away. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, leave, I leave for sight in a few days. Oh my gosh. Well, I can't wait to see you guys out there. And um, yeah, thank you for making the time to chat with me about this. For everybody out there, get your tickets now because uh, when you hear this, we're literally days away. I don't know how long tickets are going to be available. So do it now. Go to wastelandweekend.com. There's a big old button right in the top right corner that says, get your tickets. I think I'm going to double check that. Yep. Buy yep. tickets there's now. There's a says. tickets thing. Yep. Right on the right. Yep. So get your ticket and come. If you've been thinking about it, if, if it's been on your to-do list, this could be the year to come. And like Adam just said, you always wish you went a year sooner. Uh, I sure do. And I only missed one. So <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I had regret the second that first photo came out <laughs> of the, uh, it, what bus was it that year? There was a bus yeah, in, in uh, 2010. That was called Maggot, the Maggot Wagon. Wagon. Yes. Yeah. I was like, I missed this thing. What the hell? <laughs> oh man. Yeah. I mean, and, and for those of you who have to miss it, I apologize in advance because our job is to crank up the FOMO hardcore <laughs> so yeah if you if you aren't able to go you might want to stay off social media because we are going to make it hurt <laughs> we're going to make <laughs> we're going to have the best time out there i'm sorry <laughs> yes absolutely i'm planning on it let me tell you i got a couple extra guys in the crew this year just so i can take those extra hours off nice and i hope i hope you've done the same to be quite honest i'm certainly going to try i've i've got i've got a couple of buddies coming out that have that i've known since childhood that are that have never been out there so i'm excited about that um i'm just excited to see everybody's face again and i'm i'm going to do my best to uh you know to take a little bit of time off so if you Good. you know if you see something really <laughs> not going well because i've <laughs> I've taken some time off. I apologize in advance. <laughs> <laughs> Just call Adam. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, uh, now that we're kind of in this real world post-apocalypse, look for more from Wasteland Weekend and Wasteland World. They have a ton of stuff that they've been working really hard on and can't wait to show you. And hey, you know, uh, you've been doing such a great job with the Apocalypse Post. And I want to encourage everyone uh, to do the Patreon uh, which you Thank do have. You. Uh, it's just a, it's a tiny amount of money. It's just a couple of bucks. Every time he puts something out, it helps keep him going. And uh, there is a lot of post-apocalyptic culture out there, not just Wasteland Weekend. And Makeshift here stays on top of it. And more importantly for me, someone who loves history and and cares about sort of the record of things and uh, you know the um, doing the tell of the time before and the history men and all that, I appreciate that you have been keeping a chronicle that we can all study later uh, when we find out, wow, these people really knew something was going on. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Well, thank you so much. And uh, I know that you've been a member of that Patreon for quite a while now. Oh, Hey, you know, I don't do it for the accolades. Uh, I, I give every, I give, I give loads to charity. I just don't like to talk about it. 
<laughs> well, it, it does not go unnoticed and it is so appreciated. Okay. <laughs> Unless you're just on there to, to, you know, check on me and make sure I'm not saying anything I'm not supposed to. <laughs> well, it does. I mean, that is one of the benefits of the Patreon is I get to see you when you're in the, if you're a Patreon uh, supporter, you get to see everything before everybody else. So, you yep. know, I get to see if there's any bullets coming our way. <laughs> I feel like, I feel like I've been pretty good. Oh, you've, so been, far. you've been great. Awesome. awesome. Yeah, I really appreciate it, Mike Chef. Oh, my pleasure. You know, I don't know what else I would do if it wasn't this. You know, like we all have our calling um, at Wasteland Weekend. My calling is to just help tell everyone's story, and I love doing it. That's awesome. And your guys' calling is to do all the work. So, <sighs> yeah. Yeah. Thanks for the reminder. Yeah. yeah. How did that work? What? How did it work out that way? I don't know. We, we just wanted to throw a little barbecue. That's all. Yeah. <laughs> I just wanted awesome. to get drunk in the desert with my friends. <laughs> yeah. if, well, if, once you again, know, it's that thing of, um, you know, nobody's going to have this part. I'm going to throw this party because nobody else is going to do it. And if somebody had just whispered in my ear, you know, this means you never actually get to go to the party, right? <laughs> <laughs> yep. Oh, well. All right. Well, once again, I, you know, we all appreciate the work you guys put in. I know that it's a challenge every year. And the fact that you guys keep stepping up year after year to make sure this event happens. We love you for it. I got to say that. Like... Thanks, you man. guys put on this Appreciate thing it. that has become such a big part of all of our lives. And um, I don't know. I, I think I speak for everyone when I just say thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Appreciate that. All right, guys. Well, that is it for uh, this week's episode. Once again, if you enjoyed this episode, share it with your friends. If you didn't, share it with your enemies on the tail of a fiberglass cow hanging on a stripper pole. <laughs> we'll see you next time. Stay alive. Hey survivors, Makeshift here to remind you that the Apocalypse Post is brought to you in no small way by our Patreon supporters. Join the ranks for early access and exclusive content with support levels now named for fancy Fallout-ridden factions like the $2 per creation Drifter or the $7 Wastelander. Knowing you've got my back has helped me dedicate more time to this channel, spreading love of the post-apocalypse, and less time on stupid real-world stuff. Sign up right now at patreon.com slash theapocalypsepost.